Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodies, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Well, foodies, we've been through this journey together. Well, I mean, I did it before you, but but I'd like to think via these opening segments and obviously the episodes themselves, you've you felt like you were on this New Orleans journey with me, this takeover of Truly a city that I just absolutely love, adore, everything about it, its perfections, its imperfections. If I was talented enough, I would write a song about it, but you know what, there's plenty of, plenty of great songs about it already, so maybe we'll just have to listen to those instead of just hearing me serenade you. But anyway, we got a great one for you today in the as I said, the final New Orleans episode. I talk with VP of Communications and Public Relations for New Orleans and Company, Christian Sonier. It was an absolute delight talking with Christian. Reached out to him and, uh, you know, I thought it was a bit of a, a long shot talking to, I mean, you know, like a, a public servant, a, uh, a, ma- a man that has a lot on his plate. I mean, he's, hey, he's doing communications and public l- relations for New Orleans. And uh, we sat down, had a fantastic conversation, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Just a couple of recent foodie shout-outs. I uh, revisited Shri Thai in Hoboken, you know, not far from me, right next to Jersey City. I haven't been to it in a while, and uh, as far as Thai restaurants go, man, it was delicious. Had this one, like, chopped pork dish and, you know, wrap it in uh, lettuce. Absolutely delicious, so if you're local, check that out. And then also, where did I go? Oh, Madame Claude's in Jersey City. Went there on a Friday night, had an absolutely... Uh, fantastic time. Just, I love the atmosphere at this place. It's just like kind of like a basement restaurant, but you wouldn't tell tall ceilings, but it just has this quaint European vibe to it, but definitely like new agey too, and just delicious French food. Had escargot, 
Um, had a smoked trout over arugula appetizer. Had a pork chop with red cabbage and a grilled apple and then a banana chocolate crepe. I don't know if I said that right. Because le crepe, right? So crepe uh, for dessert. So yeah, a couple of recent food adventures and enjoyed both of those thoroughly. Anyway, oh, and I made pasta carbonara for the first time tonight. Not that that's a difficult dish, but I was proud of myself, you know, just read the instructions and I did it. Without further ado, here I go talking with Christian Saunier. You know, I mean, Scorsese, he's one of my, he's easily in my top five favorite directors of all time. I rarely, you know, like, even like his, I'm doing air quotes, like worst movies are above pretty much anyone else's, you know, like in ones I might not like. He has done, like, the past, like, three or four movies have been, like, over three hours, which sometimes can take a toll, you know? Yeah. So, and that's, but I am pretty adamant that I want to still see it in a theater before, uh, you know, and I probably, then we'll watch on Netflix, or, like, I just demand if I'm going to be watching it, like, with someone on Netflix, I'm like, we're not stopping. Yeah. You got to go to the bathroom, that is you in the theater, getting up to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I'm not going to say another word about it. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, for we're just going to jump in. For anyone that um, doesn't know you, please give us your name. Tell the foodies who you are, what you do. My name is Christian Saunier. I'm the Vice President of Communications and Public Relations for New Orleans & Company, which was formerly known as the New Orleans Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay. Uh, and how long have you been doing this job? Five years. Five years? Yep. What were you doing before that? I worked for an ad agency, and the, the CBB, which okay. is what this place was known at the time, was a client. Okay. So I know I've been in the tourism marketing business for a long, long time. Gotcha. I mean, you guys just had a big event recently. The national, like, you know, college football game was here, right? LSU versus Clemson. LSU won. LSU won. And, you know, a lot of people are worried that we weren't going to see a lot of business because LSU is, you know, an hour away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... The Tiger Nation showed up. And they did. <laughs> yeah, I, they I, did. Came, I came down here Monday morning. Game was Monday night, and I mean, let me tell. I mean, hey, I was in the quarter. That's a tor- tourist spot. I mean, obviously locals are there too. Yeah. I mean, I always make it. It's a tradition. The first place I go is Cafe Dumont. I just need to get my beignets because yeah. I mean they're special for everybody. But obviously, I get them only when I come down here. Yeah. So, but. There was a lot of orange in there. There was a lot of you know a lot they of Clemson. Tra- yes. You know both both Tigers showed up, but I think. You know, unfortunately, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, so just right there, you got to know we've been in a heap of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, a garbage fire for <laughs> many seasons. Uh, but, you know, the Saints, unfortunately, like three seasons in a row, like, you know, you know, close, but, you know, just haven't. Got to have faith, though. Got ha- to have faith. But yeah. I think, but so, I mean, I, I always said, uh, was back in, I was here back in October, and before I came, Saints played Cowboys this season, beat the Cowboys, being a division rival of the Giants. Uh, you know, I was I was happy. So I saw Wendell Pierce, the actor Wendell Pierce, posted on like Twitter, like you know, happy, you know, like go Saints, you know, like happy about that. And I just typed like, oh, always, I, I am like I'm always rooting for the Saints unless they play the Giants. Sure. Uh, and then I said to him like, oh, you know, like I'm going down in October. Any new favorite spots? And he said. Uh, uh, Bure, you know, like, uh, then, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's a, kind of the same thing because then they have, I'm so bad at pronouncing some of the words down here, but then there's the butchery, right? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And that, like, it's really good. Yeah, exactly. And so that's just like, I love, you know, like, even him. I mean, an actor that, I mean, he's, I think he's in London right now doing uh, a version of uh, Death of a Salesman. 
And he took the time, you know, to be like, yeah, this is a good place to eat. You yeah. Know? Enjoy. Yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, what is that to you? Like, uh, you, you grew up down here? I didn't. Well, I was born in Lake Charles, okay. which is three hours west of here. Okay. Grew up in that area. But if you're from Louisiana, you're, you come to New Orleans a good bit. Yeah. So I grew up coming to New Orleans a lot. So I've seen it change, and then I went to LSU, mm-hmm. and that's when I really started. Oh, so that game meant a lot to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was All important, right. and then yeah. it, it was when I was in Baton Rouge that I really started to explore New Orleans because I had so many friends at LSU who mm-hmm. were from here. So they would always say, "Come home with me this weekend. Let me show you the city." Awesome. And that's when I started to go into this deep. Yeah, kind of rabbit hole of oh, this neighborhood has all this, and, and what a great age ha- to do it. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but it conti- you know, even the New Orleans that I knew then has evolved and changed and yeah. grown so much it never stops. Yeah, I mean, so what is it to you like? You know, like just like by Wendell Pierce doing that. What like being a city that just like you know, there's always obviously the cliche Southern hospitality, but like New Orleans, you know, in particular, like just seems like such a a welcoming place where people will take the time. I, I, when I was talking with uh, Big Sam, I said the approachability of the musicians. Yeah, you know, like in New York, you know, every everything, and then there might be more egos and like. But up here, like you go, you see a musician play, you go to see Kermit Ruffins, and then he's sitting at the bar, and you have a conversation with him if you want. Totally approachable. I love that about this place. I mean. Rest in peace. You know, we've lost a lot of people. Alan Toussaint, Dr. John. These are all yeah. people that we run into at the grocery store. And, right? and you just yeah. say, hey, great show last night, and move on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of neat I, that way. I was so bummed. I was supposed to see uh, in uh, Sussex, Sussex County, New Jersey, they have a, uh, a crawfish vest in, like, early May. And I went there. I, I, came, I came here for the first time either six or seven years ago, I was doing a cross-country road trip, left Jersey, hit up Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans, then went to Austin, then like continued around the whole bottom of the states and yeah. up California. But just like that beginning, Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans, Austin, like food and music, that yeah. was just... You were in a... Yeah, and then afterwards, then all of a sudden, like I got back and I was all about, you know, like all the food down here. I was like, yeah, this is like my favorite cuisine. And then I saw that there was a, you know, uh, I got back in like late... Or early early May, and then like in middle of May, they have this crawfish fest. I see Dr. John's playing. Yes, and I go there. It's a little little, little pricey, not yeah. <laughs> especially you know shipping. I'm sure the crawfish up there and everything like that. Yeah. But then a thunderstorm rolls in, and the show is canceled. Oh no! And I just I never got to see. That it. was your chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was plenty of time between, but also, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't that old. I, you know, there's certain musicians like I never got to see Prince. I never got to see Bowie. Like those guys were, you know, yeah. Bo- Bowie. I kind of like had in my head like because he had like a you know heart attack or heart disease or something like that at one point. Yeah, really wasn't touring, but Prince was still touring. There's just certain musicians, but Dr. John, that was one. You know, that yeah. Was. yeah, he's one. There's so many of them that they're just there. There will never be another like him. Yeah, or Alan, or, or so many others. You yeah. know, that he was just a complete original. Yeah, last year was the first time I ate at Dookie Chase, and while I didn't meet her, I mean, it was the same week that Dr. John and Leah Chase passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's been, 2019 was kind of rough. We we lost a lot of our iconic... Yeah, um, culture bears. Yeah, not to not trying to make this a <laughs> yeah, sorry. Cover. No, 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 no. That's I'm the one. To, I'm the one bringing it up. But um, let's see. I mean, I mean, what attracted you to your job? 
you know what 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 about it what about and especially this, this now you know particular job now like what you're doing with the city I think it's a little bit of what we're doing now like every time I would talk to other people about the city of New Orleans mm-hmm. they had stories about where they'd been which would in the course of the conversation would lend itself to me saying well if you like that place you should try this place yeah and it's um, I think it comes from me just being a constant kind of um, lover of the city and explorer of the city I feel like it's a place and many cities are like this but for me New Orleans is a place that I will never learn everything about it yeah it continues to grow and, and even the history that I think I know a good bit of I learn new things about its history while at the same time its future is being changed yeah, by new growing, people coming yeah. in and learning learning some from you know a Vietnamese recipe meets yeah. uh, a Creole recipe meet, makes a new restaurant so I feel like it's an endless kind of um, deep well of culture yeah not just food but music and Everything. architecture yeah. and yeah it's it's all here so that's it comes from a natural place. I didn't get this job thinking, okay, now I need to learn about New Orleans. Like, yeah. I was already learning about the yeah. city, and I was like, where can I put all this energy yeah, yeah, and interest? Yeah, yeah. And this job is perfect for me. Um, I mean, what changes ha- have you seen? I mean, good and bad. I mean, you guys have had a multitude of between natural disasters, BP oil spill. I mean, what like it just seems like a, a city that has, you know, a lot has happened to it, but people are, you know, strong and resilient. Yeah. Um, I think it, you just kind of summed it up right there. Strong and resilience yeah. is or kind of at the, the foundation of it all. Like no, no one is thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't be do, maybe we shouldn't be expanding and growing and, and banking on the city's future. Like everyone is all in. Yeah. All the chips are at the middle of the table in this town and, and people are trying new things. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of my favorite restaurants now are less casual, mm-hmm. but the focus is still on very high quality customer yes. experience and food and drink. So I think what's happening here is everyone knows that there are really nice restaurants where you can pay a lot of money for great cocktails and great food. Yeah. Here, and we still have lots of those, but here I think the, the needle is moving towards um, how can we provide the same level of customer service and, and quality of food mm-hmm. at not quite the, the same level of um, luxury? Yeah. And, and you don't, the cost isn't as much and, and the, the, the casual atmosphere is different from, from some of the other more um, established, well-known, expensive restaurants. Yeah, I mean, talking with Justin Kennedy, GM and head chef of uh, Parkway Bakery, like that was, I mean, he shared a story of just like, in the same day, he, you know, like the first customer of the day was this guy that probably like was working, I think was like a plumber and, you know, just came in at the end of his, you know, overnight shift and yeah. just wanted a, a, a po' boy. And then later that day, a surprise visit by President Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the, that 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 I think is a, a like a testimony to just what the food scene is down here, and 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 he was you know telling and you know preaching that you know Parkway is all about again the quality, mm-hmm. and that you can just have 
just so many different types of people sitting next to one another and enjoying this sandwich that's been a staple of the city for, you know, almost like a hundred years now. Yeah. I was there Monday. <laughs> I was there Monday too. That would have been funny. What time were you there? <laughs> uh, we were, we were one of the first customers okay. by 11, 15 yeah. or so. There was already a line out the door. Oh really? Yeah. I got there. Yeah. Because I, I was supposed to meet with him at like 6 PM, but I, um, uh, I was like, I just emailed Justin saying like, hey, like, you know, like, I actually don't, I don't have anything, but, you know, b before that, he's like, yeah, it's, it's dead. Everyone's, you know, like over by, you know, where the game was happening and everything yeah. like that. So I went over there at like 3.30 or something. Yeah. You know, a funny story about the president visit. I wasn't there that day, but uh, that place treats everyone the same. And, and the way that you know your order is ready is they yeah. call out your name. Christian, pick up. Mm -hmm. um, and I heard that when the president's meal was ready, they just said, Barack, pick up. <laughs> That's something I love that. <laughs> Justin didn't share that bit of information. That's amazing. <laughs> that is truly treating everyone. There is a level playing field yep. right there. That is, that's something special. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, when it comes to the city, what, what do you... You know, with improvements, how do you find the balance of, you know, citizens and tourists? Because this is, you know, it's a tourist, you know, I yeah. mean, definitely driven city. What I, I, I think I read, like, I mean, it's a six and a half billion dollar industry or something like that for, you know, for the city. And, yeah. uh, you know, nine point two eight million visitors annually. Like, it's, yeah, it's actually 18 million visitors. Oh, OK. Well, look at that. 2018. Uh, and then they spent <laughs> um, nine billion dollars. So it's. Wow. Uh, it's our our economy depends on it. Yeah. So, but like when when it comes to improvements, yeah. How do you find that balance? Because I mean, after like Katrina, like you know, I mean, well, the quarter wasn't as devastated as other neighborhoods, right? Yeah. So I mean, that was good in a sense for the tourism because the quarter is you know it's the crown jewel. Yeah. It's, I mean, of that eighteen million visitors that come here 99 percent of them go to the quarter yeah and to like most of them even just stay on like bourbon street yeah <laughs> which for us you know the quarter is wonderful but, yeah. but i would say don't limit your there's some amazing stuff yeah. to see and do beyond the 13 by 8 blocks mm -hmm. which is the french quarter so sure enjoy the french quarter but don't think you've seen new orleans if you yeah. didn't leave the french quarter oh yeah like i even when i stay i was staying at a hostel this time in the marini but i usually stay at um because it was cost-effective for me just coming by myself. When sure. I come with other people, I was I stay in Airbnbs, usually in the lower seventh, just because, again, it's like right there. Yeah. And then I mean, I love going to Frenchman for the music at yeah. night and everything like that, and you are by the quarter. But I do I do tend to find myself stay, you know, lower seventh, Marini, quarter, yeah. Bywater. But yeah. then, like, I mean, I go, I mean, I'll do, especially if I'm bringing someone new, I'll go to Garden District and stuff like that. You're an intrepid traveler. Because all those places <laughs> that you mentioned are fan. That's where I would bring people. Yeah. I, I would never say, let's not do the French Quarter. Mm -hmm. It's worth seeing yeah. and doing, but it's not the only thing to see and do. Mm -hmm. And the, the neighborhoods that you just mentioned are historic and wonderful and still vibrant. And yeah. um, I, I would feel like you've been here quite a bit, I can tell. You you still got some things left to check off your uh, New Orleans list if you yeah. haven't been to those places. Yeah, those places I've been to enough that like I remember the names. But then also, I mean, I have been out by like 
Tulane and up to one of my favorite restaurants, Giacomo's. Mm -hmm. Like what what neighborhood is that? Over it's there? Oak Street. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, River Bend. Is what yeah, we call and that's where we're like Bourbon Bushery, right? Yeah, they're, they're they're right over there. That, there's just so many great restaurants. Yeah. over there too. I mean, so what as you know, for visitors, like I'm downstairs, you got all the literature, all the pamphlets for people to come here and check out for tours and stuff like that. What are you guys doing to make people aware of like? go to these other neighborhoods? Yeah. Um, well, there, there are a couple of little things that we do that... GoNola.com mm -hmm. is one of the things that, that we encourage people to explore because I think everyone who's familiar with the city knows that the French Quarter is kind of the mainstay. Yeah. Um, so GoNola is this... If you go to our website, you can get on GoNola and then you have all these suggestions of different places to go mm -hmm. outside of the French Quarter. We don't want to, we love the French Quarter. We want the businesses within the French Quarter to thrive yeah, and oh do yeah. well, and they are. But we also want people to understand that there's a great big um, portfolio of restaurants, bars, live music, parks um, yeah. beyond the French Quarter. And there have been some things that in the past, I'd say five years that we've developed and been a part of to get people beyond the French Quarter. One of the things is the Lafitte Greenway. Okay. It's a former um, rails to trails. It's, it's an old railway spur. Okay. So it's a linear park that's about almost two miles long, I think. It it it, it connects Mid City, which is where City Park is, mm -hmm. to the French Quarter by way know. of a paved lit oh, landscape yeah. bike lane. Yeah. Um, and what's happened since of since the Lafitte Greenway has been established, all these little bars and restaurants and, and spots along the way mm -hmm. have popped up along the Greenway. So now not only do you have this straight shot into the French Quarter, yeah. in and out of the French Quarter, but all along the way you've got places to stop and take a break and have a beer, get something good to eat. And I love that at the end of the Greenway is a brewery, Second Line <laughs> Brewing. So there's like, yeah, yeah. there's your there's your carrot. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For those who like beer, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. but then when you get to the end, you're real close to City Park, which for us, it's it, City Park, not many people, if you're just in the French Quarter, you don't get yeah. to experience City Park. It's twice the size of Central Park. That's, yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been up there. I went there for the first time. Um, I, like, I remember it was like second or third trip. I, I came down here for, uh, I know it was, uh, it was five years ago because it, it was Coach Coughlin's last uh, season with the Giants. Mm. And uh, great game. Um, sorry for the foodies out there that I definitely am sharing some similar stories on certain <laughs> episodes, but it just it mean, it, you know it means a lot to me. Uh, it was cool going to the Superdome, you know, seeing Drew Brees play, and it was like the third high at the time five years ago, third highest scoring game of all time. Drew Brees threw for seven, Eli threw for six, like the Giants lost in the last five minutes. Yeah. But uh, no, but it was still like I mean, what if, if there's any city I'd you know be, to visit and see my team losing. It's the city. You know? <laughs> I like that. You know? I've not heard that, but like, I like that. That is like, <laughs> everyone was just so nice afterwards, like not like in any kind of, sar like I don't think sarcasm exists down here, you know, and I, I mean, cause coming from like New York and New Jersey, yeah. it's a second language. Uh, <laughs> but like down here, everyone was like, what a, what a game. Like what, like it, it was like, we just experienced a really offensively, maybe not defensively with yeah. seven touchdowns and six touchdown passes, sure. but just what an experience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just 
I uh, like that. If, you, that, if yeah. you got to lose to someone, yeah. come to New Orleans and lose to the <laughs> <Right>? Saints. <laughs> which is which is usually a thing to do because that stadium and that and your, your crowd. I mean, and just the noise there and like, yeah, it was. It's a special room. Yeah, it's just a great. I mean, let, I mean, and that, but that's I just remember with the people that I was traveling. That's when I went to the park and that was just like we walking around there, just that's like beautiful. the bridges and the like Spanish moss and just like yeah, all the sculpture that. garden. Scul- is, yeah, it just doubled in size. I mean, it, it oh just, wow, City yeah. Park is better and better. And I love that they've left some parts of it wild. Mm-hmm. Like after Katrina, they they basically let one of the golf courses just be reclaimed by nature. So oh wow, okay. But the the yeah. paths are still there, but yeah. But all the the natural it's vegetation, lush and, yeah, 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 it reminds you that it reminds you what this place looked like when it was sure. first settled. Yeah, um, I, mean, I this, just think yeah. it's beautiful. I mean, this is an old city. You guys were just in 2019. You're celebrating the well, how do you say that? Try, try, some, try yeah, try we're some. we're 301 years old. Wow, right? When yeah. when when did it be it be um, when did Louisiana become a state? Do you know? Oh, I'd have to review my yeah. history notes, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but we were founded in 1718. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, we changed hands. Sure, the, yeah. the French didn't really know what to do with us for a while, so we became a Spanish colony. Yeah. Then Spain lost interest in us and gave us back <laughs> to the French. And then, and then around... Um, oh, the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, right? Like one of the most brilliant purchases of all time. It's like that and then like Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> it was like like just the amount of land and obviously just gaining just the culture that was already, like you said, you had French, you had Spanish. I mean, obviously due to the slave trade, you, you had people, and then you had Native Americans. Like that's where, I mean, the culture of Creole comes from, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, the Louisiana Purchase was 1803. So between 1718 and 1803, yeah. we were a Spanish colony, a French colony, and then, then we became Americanized. And by then the, the Creole roots were established. Yeah. And Creole is basically, to, to boil it down, it, it means from the old world, but mm-hmm. in the new. So there are French Creoles, which means my mom and dad were from France. I was born in New Orleans. Okay. I'm a Creole. Same with Spanish. There were you know, Spanish colonizers who came here and had kids. Those kids were Creole. Okay. And then all of the, the, the food ways that came along with that were influenced by Native Americans yeah. who were already here. Mm-hmm. Um, so gumbo, that was influenced by the... The, the African influence. Yeah, just like Caribbean a Afro-Caribbean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the time the Americans said, well, you, New Orleans, you are now going to be... <laughs> yeah, people here were like, nah, I don't know if that's for us. So yeah, we were already yeah. very unlike the rest of the United States and, and remain very unlike. Well, it truly is. Like, if you're going to get a city that is most like, like a European city, it is this one. And, like, I even... F- Felt that I mean, because when I did the uh, cross country road trip, that was the first time I came here, and I had yet that was like when I got like the travel bug, and after that I was like I saw so much of what the states had to offer. I was like, well, I gotta see. You know, never, yeah. It's not like I was a isolationist or something sure. like that. I just it was just you know traveling, especially where I came from. Like it was like I mean, in this country in general right now, you graduate high school, you go to college, you gotta pay off your college debts, so you yeah. start working right away and, yeah. all, and all that. But like. And also traveling just seems like, you know, we get, I mean, most people get two weeks of vacation a year and you're just like, oh, traveling will always be there. But I did this cross country road trip and I was just like, I mean, I fell in love with the city. I got to see so much of our country, but then I went like, boy, like 
if I love this, I got to see you know what the rest of the world has to offer. And so yeah. I've done a lot of Europe, but even point being, before I went to Europe, I just had that feeling here that like just from pictures and obviously videos and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, this you know when you're walking around, especially the past couple of days, it's been really foggy. You're walking around, you got the gas lights, and you're just yeah. you know it just has just such a distinct vibe. Yeah, I mean. It's, oh, yeah, exactly. It, you don't have to. It, what what I think is so interesting about the 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 feeling that you have here is it's it's a living history. I, I've heard a lot of people say that. I'm, mm-hmm. That's not my original description, but the history of the our, our our European influences meet the Caribbean influence that meet the African influences. Yes, we say we're very European and we are, like mm-hmm. in the architecture and kind of like the, the way things look. Um, but then you taste the food and you're like, well, that's not European. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's, maybe there's some French Creole foundations Influ- there, Yeah, foundation spices maybe, but yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then that's that's where you start tasting the Africa, yeah. African influences and the Caribbean influences. So it's, and it's tropical. We're the northernmost point of the tropics here. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a very, the pace is very tropical. While the architecture looks French colonial or Spanish <laughs> yeah. colonial, so it's it doesn't really fit work. into yeah. a category. It's it's a little bit of everything. Such a unique city, and that's what I think. That's the charm of it. But even the, besides, you know, charm just seems like sometimes just such a hollow word. But that's like why I think myself and other people come here and just like fall in love with it. You know? Yeah, it's it's not for everyone, but for those who are open to it, it's unlike any place on. Earth, yeah. and it, it's been repli- tried to be replicated, imitated, but there's really something special here um, that, that can't be replicated. It, you know, even the our message carries because everyone loves good food and good music, and mm-hmm. that translates wherever you you bring. Like we'll bring a brass band to Italy and, and a chef, yeah. and they they get it. They're like, oh my god, this is fantastic. But it's 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 it's. It's a lot more powerful when you experience it here, and I can't explain yeah. why that is. <laughs> yeah, there was a, I, t- I took a picture of it downstairs. You have like three, what was it? Three like you know picture columns. What what they say it was like uh, sleep, play, eat. You know, like <laughs> yeah, repeat. <laughs> yeah, repeat. Then repeat exactly. I yeah. mean, the, I mean, the city does have a lot to offer, but when you come down here, I mean, it really it's the food, the music. I mean, when it comes to food. Um, like, do you have do you have any favorite spots? I mean, what do you think of? Obviously, you, we were saying gumbo, jambalaya, um, you know, et- etouffee. You have you yeah. know those dishes, but then you have you know you're saying like the you know a lot of Vietnamese now, and yeah. even then the Viet Cajun. This we are in crawfish season now. Like, what it, what what do you love about the food and just the food scene here and the changes that are happening? So I, I love that it it changes with the seasons, and that's not a lot of places are have that kind of dynamic going on but mm-hmm. we're so close to the gulf the seafood that that we get yeah during shrimp season you just mentioned crawfish season crawfish season to me is like that's a mardi gras thing like yeah it, mardi gras and crawfish seem to be connected because mm-hmm. my whole life growing up that season meant crawfish are now plentiful and fresh so yeah. we eat crawfish during mardi gras same thing happens for for shrimp. Yeah. Same thing happens for oysters. So our seasons are kind of um, informed by what is being like caught freshly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's what we eat. Like yeah. that, there's certain dishes that are that are 
um, you know, Christmas dishes, mm -hmm. oyster dressing is for Thanksgiving. Like there's lots of different kind of um, touchstones of, of our diet yeah. based on seasons. What I love about um, what's happening, you mentioned the Vietnamese influence. A lot of people don't realize that we have a large Vietnamese population here that came over after the fall of Saigon. Yeah. The archdiocese, we're a very Catholic town, the archdiocese knew that there, there was a group of Catholics who were basically looking yep. for a new home. Yeah, refugees, yeah. Yeah, and made made New Orleans um, a welcome place for them, and, and they've never looked back. So they realized that a lot of the same things that they could do in Vietnam, they can do here. A lot of shrimpers, a lot of... A lot of I've seen yeah. their gardens. They're growing things that I'm not sure what they are, but they are <laughs> they're they're putting them in banh mi's and in yeah, and just even the banh mi and the po boy. You know, like yes. you look at that and you're like, I, I mean, I, I, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The great thing about food is that if you're open to and you try new things, you'll bite into something, and while you'll love it and it might be a new experience, you will go, oh, but that tastes like that. Yeah, and that tastes like that. And yeah. then you realize, like, yeah, we're all we're all connected. Like, we're all enjoying the same thing. Like, it's the common denominator. For yeah, it. yeah. Even something like a crawfish boil, which is as Cajun as it gets, is now being yeah. influenced by Vietnamese seasonings and spices. There's a place called Boil and Magazine, and they specialize in Vietnamese boiled crawfish, mm -hmm. which means there's a lot of lemongrass and other seasonings that the Cajuns never thought about putting in boiled crawfish. Yeah, because there's, I mean, there's traditionalists right I mean you, you you get that there's a there's a great show I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix it's David Chang's Ugly Delicious is mm -hmm. the name of the show and he did an episode he does his like not like Bourdain would go to different cities and this episode would be called by the city's name yeah David Chang does like a pizza episode he did like a crawfish like like a prawn shrimp like episode yeah and so like in this pizza episode is funny he's in Brooklyn he's talking to this one owner of this famous pizza place Lucali who's just like and he's talking to New York people and he's like do you put clams on pies he's like like no we like a really thick Brooklyn accent like no yeah. we don't put clams on pies yeah and then he brings this guy up to this place in Connecticut this famous pizza place that's known for their clam pies and there's this this you know really thick Brooklyn accent guy and he's just like okay I'll try the pie and he's like that's a good pie he's like don't come to Brooklyn <laughs> but, but then they're on the on the uh, shrimp uh, you know craw crawfish prawn episode cause it's he uh, it's funny he starts out at uh, how you pronounce it uh, Galatoire's yeah okay look at me <laughs> <laughs> and then it's funny I ended up when I came last February it's great came down saw Chewbacca's parade oh, so fun uh, so fun um, and then I learned from that ugly delicious episode about three-legged dog and how they do like a midnight crawfish boil there in the quarter mm. and um, in that episode, David Chang is at Galatoire's and he meets, like, he's talking with the waiter and he's like, oh, let me bring you to, like, you know, like you were saying, you got your fine dining places, like, you, you're, you're required to wear a jacket there. Right. Uh, but he's like, let me show you, like, real New Orleans. And yeah. he brings him to Three-Legged Dog and then, so I, that's how I learn about it. I go there myself. I'm saying that to the guy that's doing the boil and it's great. You go there, like, 20 bucks, they give you the styrofoam container, you fill it up with crawfish. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm telling him this and he's like, yeah, that's the guy right right there I'm like what and he's like the guy that brought David Chang here that's him and this guy because of Chewbacca's which is like a sci-fi based parade for any of these guys that don't know um, this guy is dressed like you know like blazer pants but then like typical Martian like silver paint the antennas you yeah. know like with the balls on the end of it or whatever he's feeling pretty good and I go up and I'm just like oh shit like you know like you're the waiter from he's like no 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 
I own a restaurant in Houston. Uh, Houston, I'm friends with David Chang. They just, that's the, you know, the magic connection. of TV that they're like, get a friend, we'll have him pretend to be a waiter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, I worked in reality TV for a while. Like, that's just how, you know, you yeah. just wanted to go as smoothly as possible. Right. So you do something like that. And that was just such an amazing experience of just, you know, like, you know, just like finding out about the crawfish boil and, like, yeah. and seeing this guy and you know, that, that whole experience. And, and I love the the scenario that you described. Someone at, at Galatoire's, which for your listeners who don't know, it's been here for 115 years or, yeah. or maybe longer. I'm not sure. But it's one of the, the old guard Creole dining establishments on yeah. Bourbon Street. They do not take reservations. They wouldn't give a reservation to the president. Yeah, yeah. They won't. Um, so, I mean, it's all so, about like lunches there in particular, right? Like Friday lunches. Friday lunches big, yeah. are the big deal, and and usually Friday lunches turn into Friday cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just people just hang out there all day. But but the fact that 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 server yeah. told you like, okay, this is great, but let me show you this other place. Yeah, you we're get talking, that a lot here. Yeah, we're talking a dive bar that's open twenty four hours. Right. So yeah, I mean, your listeners should know if they ask their Lyft driver, Uber driver, cab driver, man on the street, yeah. where should I eat lunch? Be prepared because you're going to get not one suggestion, you're going to get a half dozen suggestions. Uh-huh. And yeah, people yeah, yeah. just love to share their favorite spots here. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, and to New Yorkers' credit, like they will help you. Like you know, when it comes to the city and walking around like people hate people stopping in the middle of the street and taking a picture just because it's yeah. so many people on the sidewalks and just hustle and bustle but like if you're at a place and you got questions I feel like they'll generally answer them because it just in the end of the day it comes down to having pride for your city and just nothing brings me greater joy than recommending a food place and if I get to go with them awesome but if not hearing them tell me like that was an amazing yeah. experience, you know? Like, yeah. And I know, like, I mean, it's not an arrogance of mine. I know I have good taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know that if I recommend something to you, and I, and sometimes I'll, I'll know not to recommend a certain place to somebody because I just know, like, if they're not into seafood. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, I always, you know, like, if I meet someone that is afraid to try something, I almost become like a parent like you just take one bite you know if you don't like it you yeah. know, you're done you never have to try it again but you know that's just you gotta experience those things and this is a city to have a lot of experiences I, I couldn't agree more and when people ask me for a recommendation I usually have about five or six questions for them so I can yeah. give them a good recommendation yeah. I, I need to know what Some it is categories you, yeah <laughs> you qualify your preferences yeah if you look at my google maps all it is, and I, the hostel I was staying at, I kind of took a couple people under my wing yesterday. I showed them around. I took them to Elizabeth's for lunch, and then we walked mm-hmm. along Crescent City Park. And I showed, and they they just came in the same day, and like you know, they just pretty much did Bourbon Street the first time. I'm like, all right, you did that, and they're younger, and like yeah. I'm like, yeah, like great time. There's pride on Bourbon, you know, you can do sure. all that. But like, let me just even show you like even a little bit more of the quarter, and took them along Crescent City Park, walked along, went to Cafe Dumont, and then I just after that I just opened up my Google Maps and I just you know if you look at it it looks like it has chicken pox because it's just dots right <laughs> everywhere yeah. and it's all food and music pretty much for everywhere I go. You Man, know? and you, that's just you're doing. You should work for us. You're, you're doing our work for us. I thank you for that. <laughs> well, it's just it's just something. There's just I mean, life is unfortunately too short and just you said yourself earlier it's kind of it's kind of beautiful but in the way it's tragic that you'll never get to experience everything even just in this city and you live here yeah when I first moved here I I had some ideas about 
I had lists of things I was going to do, and, and I started, and I realized very quickly that it's impossible to hit every dive bar. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible to hit every whatever po' boy shop. I mean, yeah. it, the, 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 the well is too deep. Which I love living in a place like that. Exactly. I mean, even yeah, where I where I am in Jersey City, and I mean, New York being right across the river, it's just like because then you have your favorite places, and you want to go back to there. So it's just like, do I try someplace new? Like the last time I came down in October, my girlfriend and I we were like, all right, like let's you know, we that was our third time together, and I took her for you know like the first time, then we took another couple. It was their first time, and then it was kind of like fun our reunion back, and like just the two of us, and it was like. Okay, where do we repeat? But let's try some new things. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went to like Boucherie and like you know, and there's a couple other spots. If I looked at Google Maps, I can tell you what spots. Yeah. But it was just like, but then this time, uh, I think I went to place every place I had been to before. But it was also places I haven't been since like my first or second visit. Yeah. But it's just it's tough like that, man. It's I know, man. It, it seems like 2019 was the year of the taco here. I don't, yeah, I can't yeah. explain why that is, um, but there are lots of great new taco places. That's cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I gotta check out. I don't think I've ever had a, a taco down here. I was at Felix's yesterday, and uh, the uh, woman that was shucking the oysters. I just sat at the bar, and she was just like, "Oh, Taco Tuesday!" You know, like I'm gonna use this tip to buy some tacos next door. She's like, "They do them right." So like, I didn't even have to pay attention to. What place was right next door and check out some tacos? Yeah, my uncle was at Felix's yesterday. He came in town for the game and I met him down in the quarter, and that's where he was going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that was, I mean, I, I tend to go to uh, Acme for the char grilled oysters, but I, had, I hadn't been to Felix's since that time I came down for the uh, Saints Giants game. So I'm like, oh, let me go back. And I think I only had uh, like fresh oysters there when I went last. I'm like, let me try the char grilled there. And they, they were good. They weren't, you know, to me, like Acme was uh, a bit more about you know like the cheese and like everything that goes on to it. Like Felix's yeah. was still like about the oyster. Like it was uh-huh. just like a little bit of stuff on you know crust on top. But yeah. It was still, the oysters. I took pictures. Uh, definitely uh, post them. Post them again. But they were just like these oysters. They weren't like I mean up in you know New York. You got all the like Long Island has like is known for like their oysters and those are those are good. But like they're definitely smaller. Like these down here, they were. Yeah, an oyster. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love that area. Like that. If you like oysters, Felix's Acme, like they're right there. Yeah, and, yeah. It's. I was craving oysters yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that's what I had for lunch. Do you have like? I mean, uh, a go, like since it's crawfish season, uh, you're you're saying boil, but do you have like a go-to spot for boiled crawfish? I like Bevy as well. Yeah, I went there city. last February because yeah. that was on a uh, a show. Somebody feed Phil. That's on Netflix. That's how I pretty much. That's how, like you know like I, I'm I'm not an original like you were saying before you're repeating something you're like I'm oh, not something you originally said but like that's how you learn and yeah. you, you know like I watch the I watch Bourdain I watch somebody feed Phil ugly delicious and they just go to these great places and I'm like okay like and it's something special when you know someone's been there before and you're just sitting there and you're enjoying the same meal that they had you know? yeah that place is great to dine in and then this weekend I'm gonna. Um, I've got a buddy of mine's coming to town from Montana. He used to live here. We're going to do a crawfish boil. So I'll get live awesome. crawfish from Bevy and boil them in the backyard. So, I mean, we are in, you know, Carnival, Mardi Gras. Any, any, I mean, what are you guys doing here as far as prepping for that? And then yourself as far as traditions and things you like to do? Well, for, for New Orleans and Company, Mardi Gras is, is always a huge 
time of year for yeah, us. It's but like Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest, right? Those yeah, are, yeah, those are two big anchor yeah. event weekends. Or they're actually Mardi Gras. A lot of people don't realize, but Mardi Gras is one day. It's Tuesday. Yeah, but, it's about but there Tuesday, are parades yeah. that yeah, the parades happen for weeks in advance of that mm-hmm. day. Yeah, Chewbacca's. I think this year is even. It's. I think it is the first. It's like the first Saturday or something like that. Yeah, yeah and Jazz Fest is is similar in that it's two weekends. It's yeah. seven days of music. So it's not like one weekend it's yeah. it's a it's a lot um, but for Mardi Gras we you know Mardi Gras is so well known it doesn't need us to promote <laughs> it frankly I mean is there anything though that you guys prep or anything in the sense of like lack of a better word damage control you know because it could yeah. yeah like hopefully there's no damage control one thing that we always try to tell people who aren't familiar with Mardi Gras is that our Mardi Gras, a local's Mardi Gras, is not debaucherous. It's mm-hmm. it's not about exposing flesh. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That has been it's, one of those kind of misperceptions that, um, yeah, I, I don't know how it started, but, uh-huh. but our city didn't do a heck of a lot to correct the misperception. And now, yeah. when people think of Mardi Gras, and their mind goes to that. The beads and the flesh. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're like, that's yeah, not yeah, how yeah. we do it. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a family event. Yeah. You you go to it's parades. a carnival, yeah, right? You know, now you if you if you're into that sort of Mardi Gras experience, it exists. You can find it. It's in the French Quarter. It's yeah, on, it's along mm-hmm. Bourbon Street, but that's not how locals do Mardi Gras. Yeah, you got so many parades, you know, like that. Like that's what and you go out and Big Sam was saying, like how you know he's got his tradition. He goes out with his family. You just, you set up a spot. You barbecue all day long. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, and you you bring ladders for your kids because you want them on top to get the choice beads. Yeah. But, that's like a rite of passage. Every every, I would say most most homes with children somewhere in their house or in their garage, there is a ladder with a seat built on top <laughs> for their kids. Wow! <laughs> and and they put wheels on the side so you can drag them down mm-hmm. the street. I mean, it, there's a whole <laughs> like cottage industry of hardware stores that make these things <laughs> here in New Orleans. Yeah, like um, oh, what parade is it that you get the uh, like the stiletto heel, like the you know the muses. Yeah, muses. Like yeah. that is like I mean, my favorite show of all time is Treme. Yeah. And uh, you know, they show they, they show like, you know, Mardi Gras like so well. I think they just show this you know, I was talking to Big Sam about because he was even on the show and uh, you know, just shows every kind of thing, you know, from obviously Political, police officers, musicians, chefs—like you know—you uh, have all different characters in there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even was one. I think one of the the Airbnb I stayed the first time I came with my girlfriend in like the bathroom was one of the uh, one of the high heels. Yeah, shoe, use yeah. the shoe because that's like the coveted. Oh, the shoe. That is cut. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, what coconut from uh, for Zulu. For Zulu. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and you mentioned Chewbacca earlier. That's something that. That has I've seen increase since I've been here, mm-hmm. and I moved here in 2000. But each year it seems like there's an uh, either a new group, yeah, that has splintered off from an old group, or a brand new group altogether. Um, and the the marching the marching parades, yeah, are they're just, they get more and more creative and entertaining every year. I think. I mean, you guys are all about the parades down here, isn't it? Like you can come and you can even just like get your own personal parade when you come down here or something like that? Like You, you can. Yeah. Uh, like you, you pay a certain, you know, amount of money and you I, get... Yeah. I think it's $50 at City Hall. And something. Yeah. You get a police detail and they block off streets <laughs> and then you can get a second line band and, and you know, Bloody yeah. Dry Indians if you'd like. But yeah, people... And you were asking earlier about how do you strike the balance between tourism and, yeah, and quality yeah. of life for residents. Some of that... It's, it's a fine line 
we, we are a popular place and we, we do like company. We want people to continue to come and visit. Yeah. But we want people to behave in our city the way that we do. Mm-hmm. We don't want to become a city where people from outside of it come and do things here that they would never do in their hometown. Sure, yeah. yeah. We are, you know, there are many monikers for New Orleans, a city that care for God, let the good times roll, and it's still all that. Mm-hmm. But we feel like we can do a better job of, of um, educating people about how to how to use our city like a local when they're here, because I feel like everyone wants to be a local, right? Yeah, exactly. You come down here and you're just talking with people and just, I mean, they're so welcoming, you're just like, yeah, I mean, I'm, in a, word, in, a, in a certain way jealous sometimes I'm like oh man like you know it's just like to be like a local down here is just something so special and you just got to make sure yeah you're, you're polite and not intrude especially when it comes to second lines exactly. and I mean you know I mean uh, you know especially if it's obviously connected with a funeral procession yeah. and stuff like that. And the fact that, I mean, it's an open container city. And so like you get someone down here, you get young people down here that mm-hmm. maybe come down for spring break or for Mardi Gras and they just, you know, I mean, you know, you're just always going to have those bad apples that just abuse the, in the new, you know, thing that's accessible to them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a freeing place and mm-hmm. we want people to, have a good time, yeah. but there's there are right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. And you yeah. you were reading my mind when you brought up second lines and especially jazz funerals. That is not um, that's not a put on for tourists. That's a real thing yeah. that people here do, and it's how we honor Deep roots of tradition. Yeah. yeah. So if you show up to something like that and and you you're up in people's faces taking pictures yeah. and, and partying too much, especially at a jazz funeral, that's not how we do it. Mm-hmm. So we, we feel like we could do a better job of telling people how to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a video in hotel rooms, um, tip your tip our musicians. Like yep. we, oh yeah. These, these people are world class. I don't care if you're watching buskers on Royal Street or you're, you're at Tipitina's. Mm-hmm. The music in this town is, I think, unmatched and the people who make it deserve they deserve your. Um, I'm not saying your your. Your appreciation. If you're enjoying it, yeah. uh, deep in, if you really enjoy the music that you're experiencing, pay those musicians. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like I mean, you know, something. In most cases, there aren't you know, even like then cover charges to go into you know into places. So this is pure. You know, they're not getting anything from that. They're making it from the tips that you give them. You know, yeah. I was at Blue Nile last night, and you know, sometimes I know when Kermit plays on Fridays there. You know, they, they, there's, a, there's a cover charge. Like, yeah. you know, $10. I mean, even at his place, a mother-in-law lounge for, for non-locals, like, you pay 20 bucks to get in. But then I was there on Monday watching the game, but he was playing. I mean, there was a band before him, then he played with his barbecue swingers, and then you had Irvin Mayfield playing, who, you know, world-renowned yeah. jazz winner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Grammy winner, exactly. <laughs> and I... And I uh, and I actually got I got there before they uh, were charging the twenty dollar entrance fee, so I made sure to you know put a put a good you know something for each, each musician in the bucket. Good. Yeah, right. that's you're, the, yeah. You're, you're a local man. I mean, I'm not trying to tell myself, <laughs> on a, you know, like that's. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, there you go, foodies. You heard it yourself. I am a local. I mean, I'm going to. They're giving me a key to the city today. Uh, <laughs> so, any uh, any specific things that you you like to do for uh, Mardi Gras? As far as like, I mean, even on, on Fat Tuesday or just like, you know, I mean, you said you got a friend visiting, so you're going to do a crawfish boil. Yeah. So for Mardi Gras, it, we do. Um, we get up early in the morning before mm-hmm. the sun comes up, and we're in Treme okay. to final skeletons. 
the, the skeletons are really, really old. They're as old as the Mardi Gras Indian tradition. But You live in Treme or you, move, you go there? In the I go there. Okay. I live in Mid-City near Bayou St. John. Okay. So Treme is just a few blocks yeah. from me. Um, so we get up early and, and watch the sun comes up, come up on the skeleton route because they're out waking people up, getting mm. kind of their thing. Is they, they, they're a reminder to kids that they need to make good choices in life. Or they could be dead in no time. I love. I mean, I, I love all this. This is yeah. Yeah. So they wear these giant paper mache skeleton heads. A lot of them carry these bones. Mm. They're tambourines. Um, they, they make a racket. Yeah. And they're they're there to kind of wake everyone up. It's mm. Mardi Gras day. Get out there, have fun, but don't make bad decisions. Sure. Yeah. From there, we go into Marini by water for um, a couple of marching. Cruise, crew of Saint Anne is one of them, mm-hmm. um, and we just kind of it. This is an amazing. Um, it's unlike the super crews that are on floats throwing beads. This yeah. is just a marching crew. It's more kind of I would say medieval. Is Saint Anne the one that goes down to the water and people can even like you know they do blessings down there? Yeah, yeah well, there's okay. a little split off yeah. that, that that leaves Saint Anne and goes down and does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there Saint Anne's gotten pretty big, so now there are like some splinter groups that have their own traditions, okay. but. Um, everyone's in, if if you're not in costume on Mardi Gras, you've done it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you, what do you what do you like to do? I mean, are it, you are you someone that like do you have a kind of a repeat, or is every year like something new, like Halloween, like you know you get you know like yeah. as far as like a theme or some sort. You know? I try to do different things every year. Okay, um, that's so much fun. I'm I'm a I'm a big I'm, I'm a ham. Like, yeah, always call me a ham. So I'm just like that's just yeah that's right up my alley. Yeah, the yeah. best Mardi Gras is when you you're standing next to people that you know well, yeah. and they don't know that it's you. Because <laughs> that's really what it's all about. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Like, you mask, you Surprise. go have fun. Yeah, so oftentimes I'll do, like, Day of the Dead, okay. like skeleton face, top hat, and that's 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 a really easy one. Yeah, well, but, but, um, classic yeah, and a, an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's, so St. Anne, and then we, we'll end up coming back to Mid-City, and we, we gather at this restaurant called Crescent City Steaks. Okay. Which is in mid city, kind of a Mardi Gras day gathering spot. Yeah. Once we get there, we're home. We're like six blocks from my house. Yeah. And it's an early day. I mean, it, you're up early and you're kind of calling it a day by sundown. That's, I mean, that's that's something beautiful right there. I love that. And you, honestly, you just gave me like the perfect transition. It wouldn't be foodie films if we didn't talk about uh, a couple of food scenes. And before we started, you were saying how you just watched the the movie Green Book, uh, best uh, picture, uh, you know, winner from last year, and uh, and that all of a sudden you realized there's a scene at Crescent City Stakes, correct? Yeah, I, I was surprised because I didn't even know that it was shot in New Orleans, but yeah. I recognized that room. I mean, this is a big city to shoot. There's a thriving TV and you know film production scene down here. Yeah, there is. But I'm su- I'm surprised that there's not even. I mean, honestly, since I'm like down here by myself, the gears are turning. Like in the end of the day, like my 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 dream would be to be like a filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, but you know, just not to be a pessimist, but that's you know sometimes you get, like there's a better chance of becoming a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, but just like I, I I just I love telling stories. That's even why you know I love having this podcast, and I still work in that in video production. But the gears are turning when I was like you know down being down. Down here by myself because I'm like there really aren't that many films while there's a lot of maybe scenes or the fact that that just stuff is shot down here yeah it's not too many movies about New Orleans you know you had a great show in Treme yeah but you know it's kind of like I feel like there needs to be you know 
there needs to be a movie down here about the city, about yeah. food, about music, you know, yeah, something like that. But yeah, that movie Green Book, I mean, one best picture, um, and just, uh, I mean, great, great movie. You know, some people were like, oh, it's a pretty, you know, like standard story of just like you know learning through you know the experiences of somebody else but you know i mean it, it was you know based off of a true story and uh yeah. and the the scene you're thinking of it's like when they're they're sh- sharing a meal together right yeah and what's funny about crescent city steaks is it's um it's an old school steakhouse mm-hmm. and when i say old school it's it's like stepping back in i don't know 1950 something yeah and they're not trying to go for that look it's just it's a they haven't had to change anything since yeah. they opened they still have what they call these cheater booths in there, which is a little private dining area off to the side where you can draw the curtains mm-hmm. and only the server comes in to place your food and you know, <laughs> refill your drinks. Very old school. Like I feel like you know certain deals were made there. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. And we were talking earlier. The, um, the original Ruth's Chris Steakhouse was right down. Yeah, the street I did not know that. That's. I mean, that's a. You know, obviously, there's one in Weehawken, New Jersey, right by me. Yeah, there's many in the city in Chicago. You know, like they're all over. But I didn't know that they began here. Yeah, on that street, it's Broad Street, is what it's called, and it's real close to the track. And what I was told is that there were a lot of steakhouses that popped up right around there because the tradition was if you won big of the track, you took your, your pals to have a steak dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's why Crescent City Steaks is there and Bruce Chris was there and, and yeah. others. But yeah, it's an interesting place. Uh, there's one other um, scene that, you know, I started, because just since I like talking these, I was just like, oh, let me look up, like, you know, see if there's any, you know, New Orleans, you know, f- food scenes and movies and stuff like that. Um, and I think this is just going to be kind of something quick, fun to talk about, um, which is My Cousin Vinny, while it doesn't take place down here, uh, there's that famous, you've seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like, I mean, that's just the the, the utes. And I just love, I mean, me being, <laughs> being from, I mean, Joe Pesci, native uh, Newark, New Jersey, just nominated for Best Supporting Actor Oscar for The Irishman. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, but I think I'm, I'm kind of even, I mean, he, he won for Goodfellas back in 1990, but I want Brad Pitt to win for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this year. Mm. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I just love the scene. And do, do you recall when he's like at the place and he's learning all about, um, about grits when he orders them. Remember there. him saying, "What is a grit?" Yeah, exactly. You know, what, let's play that scene right now, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Okay. Y'all want some? Yeah. Mm. Breakfast. You think? Uh, good choice. Two. Excuse me. You guys down here hear about the ongoing cholesterol problem in the country? What's what's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure, sure, I heard of grits. I just actually never seen a grit before. Yeah, honey, you can try it. You first. What is a grit, anyways? It's made out of corn. Them hominy grits. Hominy? Hmm. <laughs> How do you cook it? Well, you simmer it in water for 15 or 20 minutes. 
Put it on the plate and add butter. <laughs> so, you gonna eat it or not? That's just, I mean, I mean, it's such a hilarious movie. Marissa yeah. Tomei won Best Supporting Actress for that movie. Uh, just them, I mean, yeah, what, 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 what Chris? Yeah. Just, have you heard about the ongoing uh, heart, you know, all that butter? But that is, and I love that then that becomes how he, you know, because he's like, uh, pretending to be another like lawyer the whole time and he's just like just getting his start you know yeah. as a lawyer and that ends up being the grits end up being the thing that helps him solve the case yeah. because the person is lying about the amount of time and like that chef says you know that 15 takes to 20 minutes. 15 20 minutes <laughs> yeah that, that scene is perfect yeah right? that's a good one I hadn't seen that I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie but yeah I remember it well I gotta revisit that movie yeah that's just I mean grits the other day I went or uh, yeah it was Yesterday morning, I went to Horn's Eatery. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had um, crawfish etouffee over Yellowstone grits. And that Ooh. was just... That place is great. It's great. That's a great breakfast lunch spot. Yeah. But, yeah, grits. I mean, that is... I mean, do, do you like grits? I do. Yeah, that's just like, you know, that's a pretty southern staple. I mean, the yeah. fact that... I mean, you guys even have... Last, last time I was down here, uh, you've got what? That's the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, which is right, right, right near where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not far from here at all. Yeah. That's I mean you got a whole museum just to, it's it's fantastic you got even I mean it includes Washington D.C. but then it's all the southern states and you have a great history of you know the all the food and drink you know that comes from said state and yeah it's pretty pretty interesting and shrimp and grits you'll see shrimp and grits on lots of menus yeah serve brunch and breakfast so that's kind of a staple here. I just I, I need I need to rewatch that movie. I need to you know, start start to finish. I mean Ralph Macchio, another good Jersey boy in it. That's just yeah. That's I just, forgot about yeah. him in there. Yeah, yeah. some good people in that one. <laughs> well, last but not least, a little segment uh, called Gut Instinct. It's just like fifteen questions that whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. Favorite fast food. Mm, raisin canes. I, I gotta go there I'm sorry Big Sam if you're listening he told me to go there too I'd never been to it I didn't get to go to it yesterday so maybe next visit I might come down in a few weeks for like a bachelor party slash 30th birthday and they're like they're really trying to get me I'm like if I can find I mean this I found a $110 round trip flight from Newark you can't, wow can't beat that no that's pretty hard to beat yeah and then $25 a night at the hostel I was just like there we go like, yeah <laughs> yeah dude well, it, there's one right down the street yeah. Raisin Cane's on St. Charles Avenue okay yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah maybe I'll hit that up before I go today if not definitely next visit uh, that's awesome that's such a local but he said like it's starting to there's one in I think he said Vegas even or something oh really but I was like, I said, you know, like, bring it to Jersey City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, started by a Baton Rouge, an LSU guy. Yeah. I mean, the first one I ever saw was in Baton Rouge. But okay. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've expanded. Awesome. Uh, Go-to alcoholic beverage? Uh, Sazerac. That's, can't get more, you know, it's pretty much like Sazerac and like hurricanes are, right? That's like New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> but Sazerac. Yeah, the real hurricane, too. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be bright red. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Sazerac, you go to Carousel Bar. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Rack. That's a you know, ever slow, ever so slowly turning. That yep. once you have a few Sazeracs, you're like, how to get on this side? Yes, <laughs> that was one of Tennessee Williams' favorite little hangouts. Oh, that's cool. Didn't know that. That's a fun fact. Uh, favorite childhood snack? Macaroni and cheese. Yeah, like homemade. We're going craft. The blue box. The blue box. The, <laughs> the blue box blues. I think it was the first thing I ever learned to make by myself, yeah. besides cereal. Exactly. There you go. Uh, sweet or savory? Um, savory. Favorite food city? You know, Sands, New Orleans. Because I mean, obviously, you know, we're here. We know we were just talking about the great food scene here. Yeah. So, favorite food city, uh, domestic and international? New York. Okay. Yeah. 
in London. London, yeah, that's London. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy British food, but it's just another city, in like New York. That I mean, even down here, obviously, there's just so many cultures. But uh, I visited London two summers ago, and I went to the Camden Yards, which is now is like you get a taste from all over the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just that's a great food city. For me, it was a big surprise. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was expecting something underwhelming yeah and kind of bland and cliche yeah, <laughs> yeah kind yeah, of amazing yeah. i love italian food i i, I you know i, I don't know i, I guess <laughs> I, I said london because it was the biggest surprise for me that was your gut instinct i like it favorite cuisine mm, that's tough i'm gonna have to go with italian yeah yeah there's i mean there's and there's even just so many versions of italian obviously just even italian american yeah is you know but that's, that's a and I married a Sicilian, which oh. she would say, I'm not Italian. I'm, I'm Sicilian. Sicilian. Oh, I know. I'm, <laughs> I've met enough Sicilians to know. And I, get, I, I, I josh them around about just <laughs> Sicilian pride. But, um, okay. Guilty pleasure. Mm. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. I think creme brulee. Oh, that's good. I, I yeah. know there's nothing about it that's good for me but mm-hmm. a good creme brulee yeah just that crispy and then the, and the uh, um, yeah <laughs> just sugar it's like, exactly <laughs> yeah it's always i mean you know so obviously it can be savory stuff too but like the sweet stuff creme brulee bananas foster mm-hmm. this time of your king cake big sam was saying like mm, you know that's, yeah. just, that's, just, that's just yeah favorite condiment gonna be kind of boring um i'll give you two okay salt i over salt things it's all good though. I love, yeah, love yeah. salt. And there's this other thing, back to my recent trip to London, HP sauce. Oh, I heard of it. I don't think I've had it yet. Keith Richards loves it. <laughs> well, Keith, that's, <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. I read and his he's book, impossible to kill, so <laughs> yeah. maybe it's not going to be. <laughs> he wrote about it. It's like HP sauce. Wow. So, yeah, I yeah. had it when I was there, and then I ordered some so I could have it on hand. That's awesome. It's kind of like pick a pepper sauce. Okay, yeah. But, but it's a little sweeter. Good to know. I'm going I'm to I'm gonna have to try some. What's the last thing you ate? Um, I had an oyster po' boy for lunch yesterday at Mahoney's in the French Quarter. All right. And I didn't eat dinner. Didn't. didn't. <laughs> well, those po' boys can be pretty big and pretty filling, so. Yeah. Um, what would be your last meal? Oh, I might, I might do fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, green beans. Yeah, just a great comfort food. You got a favorite fried chicken spot in town? I have a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough. I mean, between Dookie Chase, Willie Mays. Willie Mays. You just hit one. And there's yeah. another one called Hi-Hat. Oh, for okay. I haven't heard that. Really good. And and I get what I just said. Yeah. Fried chicken, macaroni and cheese. And, <laughs> and it's like the, yeah. the you green You got to get a gr- green in there for good measure. Right? <laughs> right. But they tend not to always be the healthiest, uh, yeah. you know, if you get collard greens with ham hock in and all Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of bacon in those green beans. Exactly. Um, Dine in or dine out? I like to dine in. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I, there's just so many great places. We. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Di- I meant dine out. Yeah. Dine in the restaurant. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. We prefer to do that. And, yeah. and at the bar. We don't need a seat at the table. Sometimes just sitting at the bar. Yeah. I mean, you know. Sitting at a table, sometimes I'm like, that's for like when you're dating and you want to be like, you know, eye yeah. to eye or something. But you know, just when you're a couple and I mean, you're you're married, just sitting next to another at a bar, and you get to converse with the bartender yeah. and just you know, oftentimes it, you have to wait a while for a table. Sometimes oh, that too. That's we'll an excellent point. Yeah, so you the bar. Yeah, 
It's about the food. Yeah. Um, spirit food. What food embodies you, your personality? Hmm. Smoked ribs. Ooh. <laughs> Baby back ribs. I yeah. love cooking them. I love the ritual. I love sitting around for seven hours, mm-hmm. making sure that I'm trying to make. Uh, oh, you're uh, doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I like to smoke. Oh, okay. Ribs. Yeah. And it's it's my thing. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I don't. That's. I guess that's. Yeah. I've that's, never been asked that question, but. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just the precision. The you know, like yeah, and just getting it oh so right, and just you know, yeah, like I mean, it's it's a whole culture of its own. I you try know. to do it different every time. I try to master it. Try to. You know, determine what what made the last batch not perfect. Yeah. And how can I reach perfection? What kind of what kind of uh, like wood are you using or pe- or pellets or? I use pecan and oak. Okay. Um, yeah. On the big green egg. And it's oh yeah, you got one of those one of those avocado. Yes, <laughs> it's I love it. It's a. I don't play golf or anything like that. I don't have time-consuming hobbies. Yeah, so that's, yeah, exactly. That's that's perfect. I like it. That's something that I definitely would love to to venture into because I love eating it. So it'd be cool so to be good. like you know, it's just its own culture. I mean, and that's not a food necessarily that you think of when it you know comes to New Orleans. But there is so many great barbecues. I think last time I was down here, I went to a place um, in the Bywater, the, the Joint. The Joint. Yeah, good friends of mine. Pete and Jenny Breen. Yeah. That's a wonderful place. Next time I come down, I mean, I definitely want to do more episodes down here. They're a spot I would love to have on. But, you know, like I've been to Austin, Austin, you know, Texas. I'm Texas barbecue. I mean, you you got Kansas City, you got St. Louis. Yeah. So that joint is definitely a place that if I come back down, I want to check out. And that's, I mean, you you go to the Southern Food and Beverage Museum and you learn about, you know, the different barbecue from different places. It's just fantastic. That is a, a must place in my opinion to like visit like I would definitely say first time you come to New Orleans like you go there because it's just a great experience that it's I love that you guys you know you could have done a whole museum just on food and beverage for here yeah but you have a great established I mean I mean you got so many great museums the World War Two Museum is just like one of the probably the coolest museum I've ever been to it's pretty hard to beat yeah yeah um you go in the movies what kind of snack you having um, popcorn, yeah, and some chocolate, yeah, some, some kind of a. There's a theater that has lint chocolates, so um, that's usually a lint chocolate bar, yeah. salty popcorn, yeah. and a cold drink. I think I might have skipped this. This is an earlier question. Sweet or savory? Um, I'm a savory. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to you know. It's like it's like gun, gun to the head. Like you know, like you, you're going to take savory over sweet in this in the sense of just like you can't last all, on sweets all the Yeah, but <laughs> then there's that creme brulee. <laughs> yeah, the, the pleasure creme, well, I'm realizing more and more like I need to have something a little sweet after, you know, something savory. Yeah. But uh, last question, last but not least, a great lesson you've learned in food. Hmm. Um, it, just because it's priced a certain way doesn't mean that it's good. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the coin, just because it's real affordable doesn't mean that it's not going to be good. Some of the yeah. best meals I've had here are less than eight dollars. Yeah, and they're on the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, on Frenchman, there's this one guy. Oh, I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but he pulls up and he's got his smoker mm-hmm. and he does it on like Fridays and Saturdays, I think, and he just sells just the most delicious barbecue on the corner and. You know, you're feeling good, listening, you know, drinking and listening to music all night, and you're leaving Frenchman, walking, like I said, walking north towards like lower seventh where you're staying, and this yeah. guy's cooking barbecue, and it's just, yeah, but yeah. that's a great experience, and that's, I mean, I can't say enough, like that's, that's New Orleans, just like experience after experience that just kind of opens your eyes. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you know. 
Christian, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Please, right now, uh, tell the foodies out there where, you know, like, obviously, to uh, reach for, like, visit New Orleans, all that good stuff, any social media, any of that. Yeah, go to NOLA, well, go to NewOrleans.com, mm-hmm. and from there, you'll, you'll. I mean, there's a search engine there. You can find out anything you want to know about yeah. any place in New Orleans, and if you want to explore places beyond the French Quarter and kind of off the beaten path, go to GoNOLA.com. Awesome. And we're, we're uh, right now, I mean, you can go into the lobby, and you can also pick up different... Uh, what's the address for here? This 2020 St. Charles Avenue. Yeah, you come here and they got all the different pamphlets, all the tours you can go on. And I saw you know they've got you know got someone to talk to down there and that, yeah, like, and all that. So and the um, the the tour buses that you see all over the city stop in front of our building, so you can do the hop on hop off buses. Oh, that's right awesome! Here. Yeah, use our restroom. Call me. I'll come down and give you some <laughs> recommendations on where I'd like to have lunch if I wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. Uh, happy Mardi Gras. And we have a little catchphrase to end every episode. It's there's more to cut. And here we go with the, they're doing construction here, but ever, always improving New Orleans. So, uh, you know, it's pretty appropriate. Let's just, you'll say it right now with uh, the, them doing the work in the background. Don't forget, there's more to cook. More to cut. More to cut. There's more to, to cut. cut. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, man. Really Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. Such a sweet